All right. So with the recent influx of asylum seekers, there will be a celebration of the people and of asylum on, on Sunday, November 19th. And to tell us more about this event, we are now joined by Karen Beadle. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you so much. So what is, uh, can you give us a brief overview of what is taking place in the capital region right now regarding asylum? Well, um, what's happening and has been happening since May is that we have an asylum-seeking population that is officially here, and they are sponsored by New York City. Um, so these are asylum seekers who came through the southwestern border and relocated to New York City and went through the shelter system in New York City and are technically still in some ways part of the shelter uh, system in New York City, but they're being housed in four different hotels here in the capital region. Uh, what's your relationship with this issue? Uh, me personally? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, my name is Karen Beadle, and I'm part of Capital District Border Watch, uh, which is an organization that was formed in 2019. Uh, it grew out of the organizing around families and children who were separated at the border under the Trump-era immigration policies. And so we have been doing advocacy and education about the right to asylum and to support asylum seekers both at the border and in our community. Did you have a follow-up before? Oh, I was wondering, are, have you noticed if uh, many of these refugees are coming from the same areas down south? Or is it a uh, central location, like a central event? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, there, there are a lot of trends that you see in migration, right? And it largely has to do with political instability in various regions. Sometimes it's economic instability. You know, these days it can be more related to climate change. But people are here for very particular reasons that have to do with why their region is unstable. And two of the, mo the larger populations of folks who are in the uh, hotels in the capital region are from Venezuela and Mauritania. Um, the Mauritanians have come really far, um, traveled through Africa. Some of them then traveled up through La Latin America, through Panama. Similarly, the Men Venezuelans also traveled mostly by land to be here. And it's simply because conditions are really untenable for living, for working, for raising families, for having basic security. Um, and then we also see a lot of vulnerable populations, uh, GLBTQ folks, who are particularly vulnerable. Um, we have families in the capital region, uh, Venezuelan families, also families from Latin America. Most of the families are Spanish-speaking, so they are Mexican, Venezuelan, and from Central America. So when the, the event is to celebrate asylum, how will that be, how will asylum be celebrated on Sunday? Well, you know, it's very um, important for us to educate the community about the, the, the reason that asylum exists. And asylum exists because of the refugee situation during World War II, in which refugees who were um, in dire conditions were actually refused by countries like the United States, and people were not allowed or able to flee war and persecution. So 75 years ago today is when the first, this year, is when the first international standards were set and the concept of asylum as international law and as an important human right 
came into being. So most essentially, we're celebrating the idea that when people are facing war and persecution in their home countries, that there is a sense of responsibility and obligation for other countries to receive those people and to create positive conditions for them to rebuild their lives and to be able to heal and um, create a home in a new country. That really ties into current events. <laughs> it does. It does. You know, and I think, you know, what, what's, what's profound right now is there are over 200, and million, 200 million people who are displaced from their homes in the world. You know, so, so it's a very real issue. It's a very real issue um, in, in Sudan right now. It's a very real issue in um, many countries where we're seeing refugee populations becoming extremely vulnerable. Um, so we're educating about the human right to migrate. Human beings have always migrated. It will always be an issue. We can expect people to need to leave their regions or the areas they live in for a variety of reasons. And we need to create immigration policy that represents that uh, people need to move and they need to be received. When it comes to uh, unstable situations in countries that the U.S. has had men much of the influence in those countries leading to the current situations, what did you say? Hugely. Yeah, and you know, my own personal background is that I worked in Guatemala in the or in the mid 1980s, which was a time period after there had been extreme political instability and military governments in Guatemala, beginning with a coup in 1954 that the United States sponsored, bringing this series of military rulers into Guatemala. So when I was there in 1986, it was when the first civilian government of Benicio Cerezo came to power, and it was the first time that labor unions and other human rights organizations were able to come out onto the streets and begin to advocate to find their disappeared relatives and and to look for justice um, rather than impunity for, for the travesty that happened. And so it's very real to me that the refugees that we're seeing from Guatemala these days are the children and grandchildren of, of folks who were dealing with the extreme repression that had happened in the 1980s. So the lack of stability in Guatemala, the, the fact that there are a lot of um, gangs that are operating, those gangs are, are the, the new members of what were the former death squads. So the destabilization of the military government, which was constructed by the United States, has led to uh, continued economic um, concentration of wealth in the hands of a few. It that has also allowed these drug lords to continue to operate and destabilize the country. So they're very, very linked to historic U.S. policy in Guatemala, but in many of these countries. Well, you've given a gr us a great primer on the uh, education, which will be a part of this event, but there's also <laughs> food and music. So could you talk about um, beyond the education, what what else will be a part of Sunday's uh, celebration yeah, of asylum? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really excited. Um, there uh, is a cooking collective of Venezuelans that's come together, and today they were shopping to buy the food that they are going to be cooking for the dinner. They're going to be making traditional arepas, which are a Venezuelan food many people are familiar with. 
Um, so they're, they're great because you can make them meat based, you can make them bean based. So they're, we're going to have vegetarian options as well as kind of more traditional, uh, Venezuelan cuisine. Um, we're going to have some of the local asylum speakers, uh, seekers speaking about their journeys and how they came to be in the capital region. Um, we have two music groups that are performing. Taina Seeley will be playing, uh, to start the event. And then we have Mixed Roots, um, which is a local Afro-Caribbean kind of inspired band that will also be playing at the end. So, um, and the goal of this event is to support the local asylum seekers who are in, in the hotels and to, um, you know, gather funds to continue to support um, their food access while they're here. Cool. And if someone would like to make a reservation or a donation, when should they uh, reach out by? Uh, yeah, so our reservation deadline is today, but we will be accepting um, reservations up until the event. We think we'll be able to accommodate a few more people. Um, so if people want to make a reservation, they can call Victor at 207-590-5148. He's taking dinner reservations by either phone call or text. Um, and people are welcome to make donations um, at the event, or they can contact us to learn more about that. And we, um, this event, so this interview is happening on Thursday evening, will be replayed on Friday morning. Um, and so okay. if somebody wants to attend and doesn't want to eat, is that also a possibility? That is also a possibility. Yeah, we would love to have people. And, and we're not going to have, um, you know, problems accommodating people in the space. We're really lucky to be holding this at the First Lutheran Church, which has room to accommodate, you know, at least, you know, over 200 people. So we're um, confident that we'll be able to, you know, uh, have everyone come who wants to come. Thank you, Kat, uh, Karen Beadle. It's been such a pleasure to have you, and we're looking forward to this event, Celebrate Asylum, a fundraising dinner to support local asylum seekers at the First Lutheran Church in Albany, 181 Western Ave, Albany, New York. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great evening. You Bye-bye. Too. Bye-bye.